Good evening, everyone. I finally have a minute where my phone is not ringing. It could be that it's going to start ringing in the middle of this, but I wanted to just update you on what's going on. As you know, that I've been very involved in various relief efforts for people in Israel. Right now, they really need our help. I want to tell you a few things, and I want to remind you of things that I've been saying all week, but it seems to me that we need these reminders maybe every single day. Number one, if you're the kind of person who's very emotional and you get affected by the things you see, don't look. Please do me a favor and stop scrolling. Stop scrolling because it's not helping anyone that you are paralyzed by what's going on in Israel. We need you strong. We need you to be confident. We need all of the Jewish people and non-Jewish people in the world who care about Israel to be confident. Number two, there is no credible threats. Be very, very careful. Sorry, I'm going to reiterate that. There's no credible threats that I know of in Montreal. Be very careful about what you share because the job of a terrorist is to be and to instill fear within good-natured humans. That's what they want. So if you are afraid and if you do things as a result of that fear, like you don't go out or you're afraid to go to synagogue or you're afraid to send your kids to school, if you're doing that as a result of what they're doing, then they win. We need you to be strong. If there's a credible threat, you'll know about it. If someone's just sharing some random thing, I'll give you an example. Somebody shared a picture of somebody that looked like they were of Arab descent uh, in Montreal, walking and knocking on doors, and they had a bell uh, uniform from the phone company. And I saw the picture. They said, oh, there's somebody Arab, Arabic going door to door in Montreal, um, you know, knocking on Jewish homes. Okay. This guy actually came to my house three weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. His name is Allah. I have his number. And he does work for the Bell Company or somebody, you know, who, you know, and his job is to have people switch over to Bell. And I actually got a very good deal from him and I switched over to Bell. He in no way is a credible threat, not even close. And all of a sudden, I see in these WhatsApp groups, his picture being shared. It doesn't make any sense to me. So that's fear-mongering. Don't be afraid. We need to be strong now, not afraid. Next. I've decided um, for a number of reasons, after speaking it over with Sarah, with my wife, and with a few others, that I am going to go to Israel. There are no direct flights from Canada, so I have to go through the US. I am booked on a flight in the coming days, uh, partially because of particular relief efforts that I'm working on and making sure that some of the things that uh, were sent to uh, Ben-Gurion clear customs. But at the same time, I'm going to be visiting Shivas. For those of you who don't know what a Shiva is, it's the seven days of mourning, uh, for someone who loses someone, I'm going to be visiting those who are sitting Shiva. I'm going to be visiting the hospitals. I will be visiting the army bases. 
the soldiers who never asked for this and need support. They need what we call chizuk. They need strength right now. And I'm going to be bringing a message from you of support, of solidarity. Also, I'm going to put a link over here. That's a link that you can make a donation. That donation will be turned into cash. And I'm going to be taking this cash with me and giving it directly to those who need it the most right now. I probably will be visiting some places that you would consider dangerous. I guess probably for many of you, you think that you're probably wondering how is even getting there. Well, that's part of the myth that I want to dispel of going. We They need not only our moral support, but they need our physical support as well on so many levels. And so what I'm going to do on your behalf, if you want to send cards with me, I'll take cards. If you want to send money with me, I'll take money. I will give every dollar you send. I will give directly to those who need it. Right now, if you are going to be scrolling and just constantly trying to find out what's next, when are they going in? When are they when are they going into Gaza? Just stop a moment, take some time and pray. I put together a beautiful book of prayers. I'll include that also here to make sure that you have that book and pray. They need Torah, Tefillah, and Tzedakah. They need your prayers, your study, your doing of mitzvot. We'll talk about that in a second. And they need your charity. They need your tzedakah. Those are the three things. Those are the three secret ingredients of the Jewish people when we are in times of crisis. And you and I both know that this is not our first crisis. God willing, it should be our last. We never, ever want another crisis. But here we are. And we need to be strong. Instead of scrolling, please pray. I know I'm not going to be able to stop you from scrolling completely. I'm aware of that. Even though I can say it as many times as you need me to say it, just stop. I have stopped scrolling. So I'm not telling you something that I haven't done myself. But if you're scrolling for a minute, then I want you to pray for a minute. How about that? Equal scrolling to equal prayer. They need those prayers. They need you. There's so many hostages right now. Those hostages need those prayers. If you need me to send you the list of hostages so that you can pray for the hostages as well, then pray for them. This is a great challenge. And with great challenges that have befallen our people, there are those... I'll I'll tell you something. I'm sorry that I'm, I'm rambling a little bit here, but... So a lot going on, a lot going on in my mind, and I haven't really slept very much. If you can see, I'm pretty tired. I haven't slept very much in the past few days. It's probably over a week now. Anyway, years ago, Chabad and DG was on a, a second floor on Monkland. And this is the corner in Montreal, the NDG, the corner of Monkland and Harvard. And that corner over there, there was a bus stop. And right in front of the bus stop, I called it the cursed corner. I'll tell you why. So my my office, I'd spent a lot of time at, at, at Chabad. And often I was the only one there during during those days. Um, and I would see, looking down on Monkland, I would see, I would say, maybe once, twice, even three times a week, people falling. It was always the same spot. People would fall. Now, when people would fall, 
This is my anecdata. I love that word, anecdotal data. This is my anecdata. So when people would fall, I would see three things. Most of people, unfortunately, would just walk by. They wouldn't even notice. They were so busy with whatever was quote unquote busy, they would just walk by. Then there were people that would stop, but they would do one of two things. Either they would be throwing up their hands, screaming, or they would just be staring. And then every so often, there was someone who would stop and actually get to work and get the job done. Whatever happened, help the person up, make sure they're okay, call 911 if the person was injured, et cetera, et cetera. Now, very often, understand, I was across the street on a second floor. Very often, by the time I got up from my desk, ran down the stairs and across the street, I was still the first one at the scene. Which means... And it's a very busy street, as you know, many of you know, which means that was pretty long. There were people that were passing by that hadn't stopped. I think about that, those moments, because I think right now it's a very similar situation. There are three types of people. There are people who are walking by. They don't care. Look, I, I can't stop the people who don't care. Not my problem. As we say in Quebec, there's a saying, sip on my job. It's not my issue, not my people. That's okay. But amongst the people who actually care, and it is their job, I think there's two types of people. There's the people who are just throwing up their hands up in the air. Well, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. They're you know the ones who 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 don't know how to respond to crisis, and that's fine. And then there's the people who are just staring. They're scrolling. But I want you to think about what kind of person you are. And if you are one of those other people, you don't have to be that anymore. There are some people who just focus. Be a person who focuses. What can I do now? What can I do now? Ask yourself the question. How can I be of service? That's our job. When there is someone in need, our job is to ask, how can I be of service? Am I busy? I'm busy. Does Israel need me to be there on the ground now? Right now, yes. And so therefore, I will be of service. I'm going on your behalf. I will take your prayers. I will take your gifts. I will take whatever you send with me. I'll take there. Right now, there's this idea, A, that a lot of people think there's no flights even going. You know, the U.S. is talking about airlifting people out. Like, you know, there's flights going. There's also this idea that, oh, it's a terrible place. Israel it's the safest place in the world. It's the only place that the psalm says, look at Psalm 121, a beautiful psalm, that God's eyes are always there. God's eyes are always there. God watches over Israel. So right now, and I'll continue, for those of you who, um, who are going to be giving me gifts, I'm going to be making a special WhatsApp group with all of you. I'll send you an email. And that WhatsApp group is going to be a WhatsApp group where I am going to update you throughout my trip because I'm going on your behalf. And so therefore you need updates. And I was thinking, how do I do updates? I'll do a couple updates like this one where there'll be broadcasts, but generally I want, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to, I'm not sure what I'll be allowed to in different places that I'll be in. But if I update a few friends, I think that'll be okay. So for those of you who um, who I'm going on your behalf, which means you give me something to take with you, with me, 
I will be updating you on a regular basis throughout my trip so that you can live with me through this process and you can be able to be uplifted and inspired as I will be and you can help the people who need it the most. And Hashem should bless that all of those who are mourning, they should be comforted with the mourners of Zion and Jerusalem. That's what we say, HaMakom Yenachem Etchem Betoch Sha'ar Avele Sion B'Yushalayim. That's a traditional statement that we say to a mourner that you should be comforted with the mourners of Zion and Jerusalem. And that all of those who are hostages, they should be freed immediately, unscathed. That all of us, all of us, and there's, look at that, it was this long that I didn't have a call. All of us should be able to pray and continue to pray and have the strength and courage to fight the fight. Oh, I have one more thing to tell you, and I'm going to talk about it a little more. But there's another very, very important thing that I'm going to be doing with you. Um, I know there's a lot of you that have to fight a very important fight. We all have to fight this. And that's the fight of misinformation, of social media misinformation. And so years ago, as a chaplain at Concordia, for those of you who don't know the university that I'm at and that I work at, Concordia University in Montreal is very, very famous, or I would say infamous. Sorry, the calls are coming in. You see that? That's what happens. Um, the Concordia University is, is infamous because um, it has a large Muslim population and very active Muslim population. And I saw that these Muslim students, they had literally talking points. Like if you asked them a question, they knew exactly how to answer it. And the Jewish students did not. And so well-meaning, well-supportive of Israel, but didn't know how to answer the real questions. And so I created a course that I gave there called Your Israel. And Your Israel looks at, I mean, everyone has a bias. I have a bias. My bias is that people should live in peace. But I try to be as unbiased as I possibly could to be able to show both sides, the history, the politics, and to really be able to help you have the words to be able to explain Israel that's so important to you, to those, to your friends, to your coworkers, and all the people who are asking you questions now. And so starting on Wednesday, October 25th, which is a week from Wednesday, I am going to be giving a course together with Rabbi Yosh Berkowitz and many other guests that we're going to have here. And uh, it's going to be both in person in Montreal and online. Actually, for the first lesson, I'm going to be um, online from Israel for the first lesson. So uh, I'm really encouraging you. I'm going to put the link here to the course as well. I'm really encouraging you to attend this course so that you really know I want you to be the smartest person in the room when it comes to the various conflicts. Everything that's going on now, you need to be the smartest person in the room. And Hashem should bless each and every one of us that we should be able to fight the good fight and that we should be able to continue to pray and Israel needs us more than ever right now. God bless each and every one of you and we'll be speaking soon. Hi, Rabbi Bernath here. I have some great news for you. My popular four-week course, Kabbalah for Everyone, is available right now for free for the next 50 people who download it. All you have to do 
is go to www.theloverabbi.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and you're going to see the download button right there. In this course, I talk about the Kabbalistic secrets to relationships, to wealth, to happiness, and balance. This special offer has been dedicated in loving memory of Ellie Dorfman. I look forward to hearing from you and hope you enjoy the course. Now on to today's episode. 